The graders, the ultimate weapon against amplified driver kinesis in cancer. A review by Pedro Torres Ayuso and John Bronyard from Center for Cancer Research, Frederick, USA, Molecular Pharmacology, 2022. Abstract. Amplification of pro-oncogenic kinesis is a common genetic alteration driving tumorogenic phenotypes. Cancer cells rely on the amplified kinesis to sustain cell proliferation, survival and growth, presenting an opportunity to develop therapies targeting the amplified kinesis. Utilizing small molecule catalytic inhibitors as therapies to target amplified kinesis is plagued by the novel resistance driven by increased expression of the target and amplified kinesis can drive tumorogenic phenotypes independent of catalytic activity. Here we'll discuss the emergency of proteolysis targeting chimeras that provides an opportunity to target these oncogenic drivers effectively. Significant statement. Protein kinases contribute to tumorogenesis through catalytic and non-catalytic mechanisms and kinase gene amplificators are well-described mechanisms of resistance to small molecule catalytic inhibitors, repurposing catalytic inhibitors for the development of protein degraders, will offer improved clinical benefits by targeting non-catalytical functions of kinases that promote tumorogenesis and overcoming resistance due to amplification. Protein kinase amplification in cancer. Kinases are essential modulators controlling cell proliferation, survival, differentiation, and migration. Mutations in kinase coding genes or chromosomal rearrangements leading to fused genes are common genetic alterations that cause cancer. Amplification of pro survival and pro proliferation kinase coding genes is another common mechanism driving cancer with a resulting increase in kinase levels and often a correlating increase in activation. There are multiple examples of amplified tyrosine kinase protein playing a causal role in tumorogenesis including the epidermal growth factor receptor EGFR family members which is amplified in 30% to 40% of glioblastoma and other epithelial malignancies at a lower frequency, and ERBB2, which is amplified in 15% to 30% of breast cancers, and approximately 10% to 15% of esophageal and stomach adenocarcinomas. The fibroblast growth factor receptor 1, FGFR1, is amplified in approximately 20% of lung squamous cell carcinomas, SCC, and the non-receptor tyrosine kinase, focal adhesion kinase, is amplified in 25% of ovarian serous cytoadenocarcinoma. Amplification is also frequent among serine theonine protein kinases. For instance, cyclin-dependent kinase CDK4 is amplified in 15% of sarcomas and glioblastomas, in 10% of blood carcinomas.
Multiple kinases are often co-amplified as their coding genes are members of large chromosomal regions that are frequently amplified in cancer. For example, distal amplification of the long arm of the third chromosome, 3Q2926, is highly prevalent in SCC arising in different tissues, including lung, head and neck, and esophageal SCC. The 3Q amplicant contains multiple kinase coding genes such as PIK3CA, PRKCI, mitogen activated kinase 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 13, and TNIK. In some instances, a kinase regulatory protein is amplified instead of the kinase coding gene. For example, the regulatory cyclin D1 gene is a positive regulator of CDK4 and CDK6 and is amplified in one third and one quarter of esophageal adenocarcinoma and head and neck SCC, respectively. These different scenarios lead to upregulation of the associated kinase expression or activity. Cancer cells rely on the upregulated kinase levels or activity to sustain cell survival and uncontrolled cell proliferation. Therefore, amplified kinases constitute genetic vulnerabilities for precision medicine-based therapeutic intervention strategies. As a result, several small molecule catalytic inhibitors are approved or under development to target amplified kinase drivers in cancer. The following considerations need to be acknowledged for efficient targeting of amplified kinase drivers. First, kinases can contribute to tumorigenesis through activity-dependent and independent mechanisms. Catalytic-independent or scaffolding functions of amplified kinases might have a relevant contribution to tumorigenesis since gene amplification might lead to an increase in protein levels but not necessarily to increased kinase activity. For example, the tyrosine kinase FAK acts as a scaffold in the nucleus to modulate the activity of certain transcriptional complexes. A FAK degrader has been used to demonstrate that FAK promotes migration and invasion of a breast cancer cell line model through catalytic independent mechanisms. We have recently characterized amplified TNIK as a targetable vulnerability in lung SCC and demonstrated that TNIK inhibitors sufficiently reduce tumor growth. Nonetheless, we identified lung SCC cell lines sensitive to a TNIK depletion mediated by SHRNA, but not to treatment with a small molecule inhibitor suggesting that TNIK might contribute to tumorigenesis through an activity-independent mechanisms. EGFR, CDK6 and several additional kinases also display catalytic-independent functions. Therefore, unless non-catalytical tumor-promoting functions are suppressed by inhibiting the kinase's catalytic activity or rely on a specific kinase conformation that could be affected by inhibitor binding. Catalytic independent mechanisms will not be affected by treatment 
with small molecule catalytic inhibitors. This kinase activity independent mechanisms can still sustain cell proliferation and survival, making cells refractory or resistant to catalytic inhibitor treatment. Our understanding of the catalytic independent oncogenic mechanisms of kinases is still limited. Besides, kinase activity independent mechanisms of tumorigenesis cancer driven by amplified kinase might quickly adapt and develop resistance against small molecule catalytic inhibitors. Indeed, gene amplification and subsequent target overexpression is a described mechanism of resistance to small molecule catalytic inhibitors targeting oncogenic BRAF, EGFR, BCR, ABL1, and echinoderm microtubule associated protein like 4 EML4 anaplastic lymphomachinase A. Okay. In this case of expression of the target might displace the inhibitory equilibrium to reduce target occupancy, thus higher concentrations of the inhibitor will be necessary to achieve therapeutic efficacy but likely yield potential toxicity issues. Therefore, new approaches are required to target amplified kinase drivers effectively. Targeted protein degradation Targeted protein degradation is an emerging field for therapeutic intervention that leverages the cellular machinery responsible for protein quality control to target cancer drivers for degradation. Proteolysis targeting chimeras, PROTAC, constitute one of these novel modalities and take advantage of the protein ubiquitination and proteosomal degradation system. Protec are heterobifunctional molecules consisting of a pharmacophore that recognizes a protein of interest or target, an E3 ubiquitin ligase warhead and a linker. Upon protec treatment, the target is brought in proximity to an E3 ligase forming a ternary complex. Target protec ubiquitin ligase. For the product to work efficiently, the target needs to be engaged in an optimal orientation with an acceptor lysine on the surface of the protein target being exposed for ubiquitination. The ubiquitinated protein of interest is subsequently degraded via the proteasome and the product is recycled to catalyze a new degradation cycle for the target. Most products are based on emerging the von Hippel-Lindau choline touring ubiquitin ligase CRL2VHL, CRL4-Cereblon, CRL4-CRBN, inhibitors of apoptosis, IAP and murin double munit MDM2E3 ubiquitin ligases. However, there are ongoing efforts to expand the number of recruited E3 ligases for protec generation that include the identification of novel ligands. Based on the same principles as protecs, 
Lysosome targeting chimeras have been generated to target extracellular proteins to the lysosome where the protein of interest is degraded. Among the different classes of proteins, kinases are primed for the generation of protein degraders because of the existing number of catalytic inhibitors that can be repurposed for product development. There are several examples of small molecule kinase inhibitors that have been used as pharmacophores for the generation of novel products. For example, products that effectively degrade ABL1 and the oncogenic fusion protein PCR-ABL1, the main driver in chronic myeloid leukemia, have been designed from the ATP-competitive ABL1 inhibitors, posutunib and desatinib, as well as the aldosteric ABL1 inhibitor GNF5. Similarly, the ALK inhibitors seritinib and TAE684 were the base for the generation of ALK and ALK harboring fusion protein degraders. Additional small molecule inhibitors have been successfully converted into products. Examples include the generation of products against EGFR and HER2 derived from lapatinib, gvitinib, and afatinib. A FAK product that includes the FAK inhibitor from defactinib and BRAF V600E specific product using vemarufenib as a pharmacophore, etc. Because of their mechanism of action, the degrading a protein target products could be more advantageous than small molecule inhibitors at targeting cancer drivers, including amplified kinases. As discussed above, kinases can contribute to tumorigenesis through catalytic and non-catalytic mechanisms. The latter might be unaffected by catalytic inhibitors. Catalytic inhibitors must occupy almost all of the existing target molecules to be effective therapies, as a small, uninhibited kinase pore could still sustain its pro-oncogenic mechanism. Against the occupancy-driven mechanism of small molecule catalytic inhibitors, products reduce the number of molecules for the intended target and get recycled to trigger additional degradation events. Thus, products reduce the target expression and downregulate both catalytic and non-catalytic functions of kinesis. Supporting the notion above, several products have shown enhanced activity when compared with their parental small molecule catalytic inhibitors. For example, a defactinib-derived FAK product showed high activity than defactinib in reducing FAK downstream signaling, as well as in inhibiting the migration and invasion of the MDA-MB231 breast cancer cell line indicating that FAK contributes to the migration and invasion of these cells through both catalytic-dependent and independent functions. Similarly, an ibrutinib-derived Bruton's tyrosine kinase BTK-targeting protec showed enhanced efficacy to reduce cell viability compared with the parental compound and receptor tyrosine kinase-directed protecs were also more efficient than similar compounds that only inhibit 
catalytic activity. These findings are not restricted to tyrosine kinases. For example, a BRAF DHL based product SJF0628 outperformed the vumerafenib and a negative control compound that does not trigger BRAF degradation. Similar observations were made with a cerebellum based mutant BRAF selective protic, where the protic degrades cell viability to a higher extent than the methylated seronoblin ligand controlled compound that does not degradate mutant BRAF but still inhibits the catalytic activity of BRAF. Lastly, a CDK9 protec also had increased cytotoxic activity compared with CDK9 inhibition alone, suggesting that this might be a general phenomenon of ligase degradating protecs. Moreover, a single molecule of protec can catalyze several degradation cycles, and thus protecs can trigger the unintended target degradation at substoichiometric doses. Therefore, protects might be effective pharmacologically agents at a low compound-to-target ratio. This property of protects is especially relevant in the context of kinase gene amplification or overexpression, which acknowledge mechanisms of resistance to small molecule catalytic inhibitors since these alterations balance the equilibrium towards the accumulation of the untargeted kinase. It has been shown that converting a kinase inhibitor into a protic provides a higher levels of selectivity in comparison with the parental compound, since only a limited number of the protic interacting kinases get degraded. For example, using the promiscuous inhibitor for a TNIP Bondenson and colleagues found that a 54 protein kinase that were foretinib targets, only 9 kinases were degraded by a foretinib based VHL engaging protein, whereas 14 kinases were degraded by a cerebellum engaging protein. Together, the capacity of proteins to trigger several cycles of degradation and show enhanced specificity could make kinase targeting proteins more potent and selective weapons for cancer treatment than their parental catalytic inhibitors. Optimizing protic mediated kinase degradation, a windy road. Despite myriad existing proteins against kinases, protic design and generation remains an empirical process. Different groups have studied the effect of several variables on efficient target degradation and protic selectivity to inform drug design strategies, including the dependence on protic engagement and binding affinity to the target, the composition and structure of the linker, the formation of a stable tertiary complex, the recruitment of different E3 ligase, and the abundance the target. Multiple lines of evidence indicate that target engagement is insufficient for effective degradation. For example, several products were designed against ABL1 for the small molecule inhibitors imatinib, 
desatinib, and bosutinib. All the products were able to engage ABL1, whereas none of the imitinib-based products triggered degradation of ABL1 or BCR-ABL1. Similarly, products have been generated based on the CDK46 inhibitor palmobiciclip. However, the palmobiciclip derived products only triggered CDK6 degradation and did not affect CDK4 levels. Studies with multi-kinase inhibitors have shown that the binding affinity of the product to its target does not predict efficient target degradation. Instead, the stability of the tertiary complex target protec E3 ligase was a better predictor of target degradation. Indeed, the selectivity of CDK6 degraders versus CDK4 or protecs triggering degradation of mutant BRAF but not the wild-type proteins relies on the lack of formation of a stable ternary complex for targets that not degraded. A recent study analyzing the degradability of potential of kinesis or degradable kinome indicates that the formation of a stable ternary complex does not fully predict the efficacy of the degradation catalysis, as kinase degradation could be observed without detecting the ternary complex, suggesting a rapid degradation kinetic. Indeed, the formation of a ternary complex is insufficient to engage the target's degradation. For example, P38MAPK-alpha and delta isoform-specific products SJF-alpha and SJF-delta, respectively, were developed from the inhibitor foratinib by using different linker lengths and attacking the resulting compounds to two different positions in the VHL ligand. Interestingly, both products could trigger the formation of a ternary complex with P38MAPK-delta, whereas efficient P38MAPK-delta degradation was only observed with the SFJ-delta protec. Therefore, the structural characteristics of the interaction interface between the target kinase and the recruited E3 ligase also impact target degradation and can be exploited to provide additional protect selectivity. The engagement of different E3 ligase also determines protect efficacy and selectivity, even when sharing the same pharmacophore. For instance, a desartinib-based protein coupled to a VHL-ligand-degraded ABL1 but failed to downmodulate BCR-ABL1 levels, whereas when desartinib is coupled to the cerebellum ligand. This protein triggered the degradation of both ABL1 and BCR-ABL1. These observations have been further confirmed in recent high-throughput studies between promiscuous kinase inhibitors and pharmacophores. For example, the use of a VHL or cerebellum-coupled protec from the multi-kinase inhibitor foretinib showed that although both protecs efficiently degrade several common targets, each E3-ligase coupled protec selectively triggers the degradation of a specific subset of kinases. Lastly, the linger length 
and composition can significantly affect the efficiency of the gradation of a given target. Within kinesis, it has been shown that although some members are permissive towards different linkers, efficient target degradation, a subsequent of kinesis, have a strong preference towards short or long linker length, or even to different link attachment respectively. In addition, the linker length can also impact the product specificity. One of the earliest examples of such contribution of the linger length to a degree the specificity was observed with lapatinib-derived products. It was reported that by modifying the linker length from two polyethylene glycol molecules to three, the product could be converted from a dual EGFR and HER2 degrader to specific EGFR protac. Protex as a tool to inform new cancer biology. As mentioned earlier, multiple protein kinases display catalytic independent mechanisms of action, and these functions might not be affected by treatment with small molecule catalytic inhibitors. Affecting both activity dependent and independent functions of protein kinases might be the underlying reason why certain products show increased activity compared with their parental compounds or molecules with similar properties that do not trigger the intended target degradation. Therefore, products in comparison with catalytic inhibitors or their control compounds that retain their inhibitory capacity but do not degrade the protein target in combination with technologies such as mass spectrometry or RNA sequencing can be used as tools to differentiate catalytic versus non-catalytic mechanisms of tumorigenesis promoted by oncogenic protein kinases and shed light on new tumor biology. For example, Pathways controlled in a kinase activity-dependent manner will be affected by treatment with either a catalytic inhibitor or a protic, whereas downstream effectors that rely on scaffolding functions will mainly be only downregulated after protic-mediated kinase degradation. The use of protics can have advantages over genetic systems with similar outcomes, such as RNAi, since protics diminish protein levels in a rapid and dose-controlled manner, avoiding issues such as emergency of compensatory pathways. Importantly, for targets for which generating a protein might be challenging, alternative approaches such as using the CRISP-Cas9 gene editing technology to tag proteins with either the hello tag, the FKBP12A Bromodomain or green fluorescent protein GFP can allow selective protein degradation using haloprotic, the D-tag, or the affinity-directed protein missile systems. Proteins have already contributed to reveal new functions of certain protein kinases. For example, using proteins a new role for the Aurora kinase A in the cell cycle has been discovered. Although aurora kinase A inhibition causes 
AG to MRS, its degradation arrested cells in the S phase. This new observation is likely the result of the interaction between aurorokinase A and proteins that participate in RNA metabolism. They are not aurorokinase A substrates. Further investigation is required to address the exact mechanism. Similarly, the use of Protex had uncovered non-catalytic functions for several protein kinases, including PCR, ABL1 in chronic myeloid leukemia, FAK in the control of migration and invasion, or CDK6 in Philadelphia positive acute lymphoblastic leukemia. Follow-up studies will further reveal the importance of the non-catalytic mechanisms in promoting different cancer-associated phenotypes. Protex as anti-cancer agents, the road ahead. Several lines of evidence highlight that protein-mediated protein degradation could be a more efficacious strategy for cancer treatment than small molecule catalytic inhibitors, as discussed above, especially for difficult-to-target drivers, which include amplified oncogenes and transcription factors. Although there is increasing evidence of Protex being efficient in vivo, including from clinical trials, Little is known about Protec biodistribution and metabolism, and Protex may present some disadvantages when compared with small molecule catalytic inhibitors. The main efforts in transitioning Protex for in vivo applications have focused on improving their pharmacokinetic and pharmacodynamic properties. Protex do not follow Lipinski Rules 5. For example, Protex are usual molecules with molecular weights higher than 500 Dalton and with more than 5 hydrogen bond donors. Indeed, this high molecular weight negatively impacts the protox solubility and permeability, and modifications on the protox structure might be required to solve these issues and improve protox biodistribution. Some of these issues could be overcome by developing new classes of targeted degraders, such as the molecular glues, which are compounds with molecular weights similar to that of catalytic inhibitors, that join the interface of a protein of interest with an ubiquitin ligase to promote the protein degradation by the proteasome system. Indeed, molecular glues targeting protein kinases, specifically CDK12 cycling K, have been reported. Protec metabolism has recently been evaluated in a study conducted by Goraccia and colleagues. The authors concluded that the linker was the main contributor to the protec metabolic stability and showed that CYP3A4 can play an essential role in protec degradation and that human aldehyde oxidase could also metabolize protecs with a VHL ligand. One potential advantage of Protex as therapeutics relies on the event-driven mechanism of action. This property has been recently explored with a receptor interacting serine theronine kinase 2 Protex. In this study, the authors demonstrated 
a disconnection between the pharmacokinetic and pharmacodynamic properties of the selected protoc with the protoc efficiently degradating RIPK2. Even when it was not detectable and supporting the notion the protoc could be efficacious at low doses and reduced tissue exposure. However, it is acknowledged in this study that RIPK2 displays a slow resynthesis rate, indicating that additional studies will be necessary. Besides, the pharmacological properties of protex and based on clinical experience with small molecule catalytic inhibitors, it is necessary to address whether cancer cells could become resistant to protex. For example, cancer cells can develop mutations that reduce the pharmacophore's binding affinity to its intended target. Consistent with this mechanism of resistance, mutations in the protein of interest can render it resistant to protein-mediated degradation, as recently shown for CDK12. Nonetheless, because target degradation efficacy does not correlate with the protic binding affinity to its target, protics could still effectively degrade these null variants. This has been demonstrated with an ibrutinib-based BTK protex MT802 and P13I, which effectively degrade both the wild-type BTK and the ibrutinib-resistant C481S BDK mutant. Of note, these protects lack the ubiprotinib acrylamide moiety that covalently binds BDK C481, enabling these degraders to target both wild type and C481S mutant BDK and retain a catalytic mechanism of action. In fact, irreversible protocovalent binding to BTK can impair BTK degradation, since these protocs do not get recycled. Although covalent reversible BTK protocs can efficiently degrade the intended target with some advantages, such as increased activity and intracellular retention time. Resistance to protoc treatment could also emerge by chances in the protein degradation system. These alterations usually involve the loss of core components of the degradation machinery rather than mutations in their respective coding genes. Notably, the alterations that trigger resistance to protex are different depending on the engaged E3 ligase and suggest that sequential treatment with protex engaging other E3 ligases could be an approach to prevent or delay resistance to protein degradation. With Protex entering clinical trials for evaluation in solid and hematologic malignancies, their true potential as anti-cancer agents will be unveiled. Conclusions and future perspectives Targeted protein degradation is an emerging and evolving therapeutic option especially for drivers that are difficult to target through conventional approaches, including amplified kinases. Kinase catalytic inhibitors can be easily incorporated into protein degraders or products. 
However, there is some discrepancy between the affinity of a small molecule and the degradation efficacy of its derived product, which is not fully understood. Some studies claim that such discrepancy might result from the stability of the tertiary target protoc E3 ligase complex, the retention time of the protoc or the geometry of the ternary complex, not allowing the target ubiquitination. Despite these challenges, when a protoc can trigger the degradation of the intended target, it is expected that they will be superior to catalytic inhibitors in suppressing the function of amplified oncogenic kinase drivers as they work in substoichiometric doses and will abrogate both catalytic and non-catalytic functions of the oncogenic kinase. The possibility of generating products engaging different E3 ligases to degrade the same oncogenic target will likely reduce the probability that cancer cells become resistant to degradation of a protein of interest, although in vivo and clinical evidence is still required. Oncogenic and future clinical trials using proteins and other protein degradating approaches will shed light on the potential of these novel therapeutics to become the therapy of choice in precision oncology approaches. Thank you for listening to Pap Reading. Thank you.